Braves, Bulldogs, Falcons, Yellow Jackets, Hawks, Eagles. From the heart of Georgia, it's the Bill Shank Show. Hour number three of our show. Welcome back. Thank you very much for being with us. Tonight on the Superstations, we have the Bulldogs at LSU. Tip-off at 7 o'clock. All of you, except for Brunswick, will be able to listen to that game. And those of you in Brunswick won't listen to it, won't be able to hear it, unfortunately. Hawks and Magic will have the conclusion of that game after UGA on all the frequencies, so stay tuned for that. But we will have the Dogs and LSU and hope they can get a win. They need one. Back to the phones we go, 478-646-ESPN. Skip is on St. Simons Island. Good afternoon, Skip. Hey, Bill. Happy 2024, buddy. How are you? I'm good. I tried to call it. I, I was. I called in yesterday, but I, we got cut off, and I had to. I couldn't have had to get off the line anyway. But I, I wanted to talk. The, the main topic during our, I guess, number three yesterday was it was all the prognostication of who's going to be the number five starter for the Braves, and and I just wanted to add a little commentary that I, I feel like at this point in time it's really not even worth discussing because. Um, We've got so many good young arms in the organization that I really feel like, you know, Vines and um, uh, Waldrip, the guy from Florida, Hurston Waldrip, well, we got a lot of young guys that I really think are going to get, I think they're going to get a lot of playing time at the major league level this year. Um, I know Bryce Elder got roughed up in his outing. I think it was day before yesterday. He didn't. He, didn't, he did not do so hot. But um, you know, I just think that the, the organization's got to factor in that we, we've got some. You know, Charlie Morton was so solid last year, but I mean, my gosh, he's he's on Medicaid, Medicare now. He's he's in his early 80s, so he's not. He got to factor in that maybe he's not going to be around uh, or possibly healthy towards the end of the year. So, I mean, we got a lot of young guys that's going to be out there that. I think they need to get them ready to, to be able to pitch towards the end of the year, possibly in the postseason, in the event of one of those arms goes down. But, um, I mean, it's preseason. Of course, we're going to talk about it. But I'm just very optimistic about the young arms that we haven't even seen yet. Not so not so much Smith Shaver. I think that guy's an incredible talent. But he needs a he's, – he's still young. He's still new to baseball. He's nowhere near close to being – with the big team, I think we will see him a little bit, but zero chance of him being a number five starter. Well, I'm excited about it too. I, I have been talking about it for, for several weeks, and I, I think anytime you have a fifth starters competition, it's it's fun in spring training, but this one's more fun because you've got really legitimate good pitchers here. And whoever wins this competition is going to be a really good pitcher. And and I, I have said I, I wish Bryce Elder would – would win it so that Smith Shaver and Waldrop would go would go back down to Triple A. Um, I, I I think we're leaving out Huascari Noah in that conversation. I think that's a mistake because I think he's going to be given a look see. Depends on his arm strength and how he looks coming back from Tommy John. And Lopez obviously is someone who they brought in that they want to look at that is being stretched out, and we've seen him obviously once so far. It's a great competition. I mean, I, and I say Elder 
I wish Elder would win it mainly so they wouldn't be tempted by Waldrop or Smith Shaver because I could see that happening. I think Smith Shaver goes tomorrow. I don't know when Waldrop goes. I'll try to look at that, but I, I'm pretty sure AJ goes tomorrow for the first time. But look, I, I would prefer for those two to go down to AAA to start. And I, I think they could both see time in Atlanta, and I think they both could deserve to see time in Atlanta. Waldrop, and I, I actually listened to a podcast today with a kid who had done some prospect ratings for Baseball Prospectus, and he had he had Waldrop number one, and he actually had Owen Murphy above A.J. smith Shaver, which was a little bit of a surprise. But he had, he had Waldrop one, and he was just going on and on about that splitter. And, you know, I, I could see, I mean, Skip, I could see Waldrop having great success in spring training because nobody's seen this pitch he's going to throw up there to him. And so I wouldn't be surprised at all if he tempts them a little bit. But, man, it, I think it would help the team if they had – if Bryce Elder could win that job, put Lopez back in that bullpen, give Enoa a little more time. And, look, I, Enoa might win it all. He might win the competition. He He's he's something that I think we need to keep in mind as, a, as an option here for this team because not many people were talking about him as an option, but he he's healthy as of now. He's healthy, and I, but I mean those are five great candidates, and then to have Vines, who they like a great deal as a as a you know a yo-yo pitcher back and forth if need be from Gwinnett to Atlanta is a tremendous thing. So no, I tell you, I I um man, I love this roster. Skip, I, I, I got to calm down and keep on telling myself it's February 27th. We're 30 days away, but you like what you see so far and you like what you see on paper. No, I, I agree with you. I think the pitching staff is is as good and can be as good as it, I mean, possibly we, we've ever had, really, to be honest with you, in my opinion. Yep. I, I will say that I, I feel like Waldrop is, I don't, I don't really classify him as a level of a rookie player as I would a Smith Shaver because I mean he's played some pretty big time college baseball. I mean, you know, college World Series, he's been around some extremely good pitching coaches um, in his collegiate career. So I think he's far more along down the line uh, ready than than some of the other younger guys by an age standpoint. Well I think you're right. I think he has. There's no question about that. And and I believe that that Hurston and that experience he had last year, even with the, in the minor league system, I mean, he, (laughs) it's a real difficult balance. A pitcher like that is going to really tempt you. And he is a different situation than AJ Smith Shaver. AJ Smith Shaver, hell, he barely pitched in high school. This kid has pitched in high school and in college, and he's got a lot more innings on his resume than AJ Smith Shaver. And so he's ahead of him. Developmental-wise, he's ahead of him. You can't tell me that he's not. Plus, he's got a pitch with that splitter that is as plus as you can get. And if that fastball command comes for Waldrop, I mean, he he could he could take off. I mean, he, and I'll tell you, they, and I was listening to that kid, and I'm going to try to get him on the show. Uh, I can't remember his name right off the bat. But I have said, and that, that kid was saying on this podcast, too, that I was listening to this afternoon, Braves have got some other pitchers. That Juan Carlos Lara is going to get some playing, some uh, some look in the minor leagues, and he's going to be on that agenda. Spencer Schwallenbach is obviously someone on the double A on the double A list, and and the pitchers they, you know, I love the fact Skip that with those position players locked up at first, at second, at third, at short, at right, at center, 
uh, even five years of control of the left fielder and, of course, the catcher. I mean, the only one that's not locked up before uh, or 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 for two or more years is the DH. And but that allows you to stockpile pitchers, and I, that's I, I do that no matter what. But if they're able to do that because of those position players being locked up for a while and stockpile pitchers, then if something happens where you lose a Max Freed, okay, because that's the one thing I I can't get out of my mind is if Charlie retires after this year and Max goes to Dodgers, unfortunately, that's a lot of starts they'll have to replace, and also they'll have thirty five million dollars available. But if Waldrop and Smith Shaver, let's say, are ready to take over, well, that's that's going from thirty-five million to two million. That means you can spend money on somewhere else. Well, that's just going to make your team better. I mean, that that that's what Alex and Thomas has set up right now. But if those two pitchers in particular do very well this year to be ready to take over if needed next year, then you know, Katie bar the door. But I mean, to have even even to have a a, a Enoa, I mean. You remember in Noah a couple of years ago, he was going to be an all-star before he broke his damn hand in the dugout in Milwaukee. And so maybe what if he bounces back and it's better than all of them? Yeah, that could happen. Yeah, you hit the nail right on the head. I mean, I would just go, I would draft nothing but pitchers for the next few years. Oh, Every yeah. pick. Uh, one other one, last one, last topic here. Uh, I'm a little critical of Kellenic, to be honest with you. Um, Really like Forrest Wall. I mean, we drafted him in the first round ten years ago. He's every chance he's gotten to play with a big team. He's, in my opinion, he's been lights out. Wouldn't be surprised to see him win the left field position this year if we break camp. Well, they're going to give Kelnick a chance. I mean, there, there's no question they're going to give him a chance, and they're going to they're going to see what he can do. But I, I think Forrest Wall is going to be on this team. I think the speed's going to get him there, and I think that's. I think that's great. I mean, I think that's awesome to be able to have that type of player on your team. And who kn- and you never know. I mean, I hope Kellnick can live up to his potential. He's had great potential his whole life, and 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 I, if he can't if he can't live up to it now, he's not going to be able to. He's going to be a flop. So not this is his last chance, but I mean, this is his greatest opportunity he could ever hope for. He doesn't have to be a star. He doesn't have to be. With Julio in Seattle, he could just be a regular old player and try to get his footing under him and go. But I just hope he doesn't strike out every third at bat. There you go. Well, hey, thanks for letting me call, Bill. Thank you. Appreciate it very much. Good stuff. Um, yeah, I, you know, I know I'm not very good as far as being objective about the Braves' potential going into a year. I've joked about the fact that in 1988, I thought the Braves were going to win it all because they got Tommaso Garcia. Well, that was really 87. But anyway, I mean, I've always been opti- I've always been optimistic when it comes to the Braves going. But I mean, this, I don't know how you can. I, I don't know how there's a. I mean, you could not have faith in like a Kelnick, like Skip just said, he had doubts about Kelnick. Okay, that's fine. Um, he, there he turns around and says he thinks Forrest Wall could. Well, that'd be awesome. I mean, you know, that'd be an, um, another speedster. We had. Wall and Acuna in the lineup. My God, you have more speed than anybody in the whole league. Um, the other players, I mean, we know that center field could even get better, right? We know that that Michael Harris can get even better. We know that whether it's Austin Riley or Matt Olson or Ronald Acuna, you have the ability to have 
three MVP candidates right there. You've got a very good situation behind the plate that I don't think anybody can beat with Sean Murphy and Travis Darnot. Um, you know, you, you've got defense at shortstop, even if the offense tells off as it did last year in the second half of the season after Orlando RC was a uh, an all-star. His, his offense tailed off and his defense didn't. He played well. I mean, it, it, but I'm telling you, I'm telling you, the best part of this situation here, and I just said it to Skip, and Skip agreed with me. I mean, think about this now. I, I want to I bring this up. I've got this right here in front of me on my on my, uh, on my depth chart, Microsoft Excel spreadsheet. First base is locked up for six more years. Second base is locked up for four more years. Shortstop with Arcia for three more years. Third base is locked up for 10 more years. Right field, Acuna locked up for five more years. Harris, the center fielder, is locked up for nine more years. Kelnick, under control for five more years. Catcher, Sean Murphy, locked up for six more years. Now, you have to still have position players. You have to have position players because crap happens, right? It's sports. It's pro sports. Stuff happens. You don't know what could happen. You have to have backups. You have to have options. You have to have alternatives. But when you've got that kind of long-term situation, I mean, the only thing they don't have locked up for more than two years is DH. That They could have the same lineup this year and next year. And then in 2026, they'd either have to have Azuna brought back or a brand new DH. Who can sit there and say that they have a starting lineup that can be the same for this year and next year? Not many. The Braves can. They don't have any. I, I mean, I'm talking about starting lineup in the field, infield, outfield catcher. I mean, they have that locked up. So, therefore, I'm telling you, just like he said and like I've said, odd. Uh, uh, all the time. Draft pitchers. Stockpile pitchers. Again, the 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 podcast I listened to today, I was driving back. I had to go to Athens this morning. The podcast I was listening to when I was coming back, it was a kid that wrote writes for baseball prospectus. He was very good. I'm gonna try to get him on the show. He was very good. And I think he had optimism about the farm system. And, and even though there are not a whole lot of top 100 prospects and therefore the Braves farm system overall is looked at as not being very good, that's bullcrap. Number one, in the last six, seven years, the farm system has produced a third baseman, a shortstop, a second baseman, uh, a right fielder, a center fielder, numerous members of the pitching staff. Farm system has done its job. Farm system has been great. It's provided players, particularly in a rebuild, including the best player in baseball. So we don't have to worry about what the farm system has done. Farm systems are graded moving forward on how many top 100 prospects that they have. And that's why the Braves are not rated very high. They only have one. The Braves could have probably three or four by the end of this year. 
unless a couple of those guys <laughs> go right to the big leagues. I mean, Hurston Waldrop, Hurston Waldrop was a star pitcher at Florida, drafted by the Braves in the late first round, went into the farm system and did extremely well, and they were considering bringing him up in September or October to pitch because of how good that splitter is. And he's a great prospect. He's a really good pro. I mean, they, the the kid this morning again, uh, this afternoon that I was listening to, and and I, I, you know, he's a young man. He he's he's was very good. I mean, again, I'm going to try to get him on the show. He was saying, "Look, Hurston Waldrop can be like a poor man Spencer Strider, if you want to label him like that. He could be, and he he had him kind of as a Dylan Cease." type pitcher. Well, if that's the case, you don't want to give him up for Dylan C's, right? You just don't. You want to have him be the guy because he's cheaper. If you got a guy that may be as good as Dylan Cease or develop into someone who could be as good as Dylan Cease, then why give them up for him when you just can be patient and, and go with him? And I, I think that's what Alex Anthopoulos thought of. But if you stockpile pitchers, You've got to hope. I mean, there's no way anybody thought that either Bryce Elder or Spencer Strider were going to be as good as they have been. And even though we give Bryce hell because he ran out of gas last year, Bryce Elder was a fifth-round pick in 2020. And nobody thought a whole lot about him because he didn't throw hard. And and he, Bryce Elder's exceeded his expectation already as an Atlanta Brave in 2023. Now, again, he ran out of gas. That was unfortunate. It wasn't good at all. One good that he had a start game because Max was sick and Charlie got hurt and Kyle got hurt again. I mean, it was unfortunate circumstances that forced Bryce Elder to have to pitch after being told that he wasn't even going to be on the playoff roster for the Philadelphia series. But Bryce still last year, you can't complain about what the man did. He went to the all-star game and he had a good year. He made 30 starts, probably 30 more than we thought he was going to make for Atlanta. And then, of course, nobody could have imagined that Spencer Strider coming out of Clemson was going to become a ace pitcher. I mean, look if, if and, and I think Tommy said this: if you if if Charlie Morton is the worst pitcher you got, and and Chris Sale is back to being Chris Sale, you got three aces: Max Fried, Spencer Strider, and and Chris Sale. That's ridiculous. So I mean, uh, you know, <laughs> this is not just the normal preseason Bill Shanks. Uh, love fest for the Braves going into the season. There, tell me why I'm wrong. But I mean, I mean, sure, you can have doomsday scenarios where there's injuries and stuff happens, and of course, and all that stuff can happen. It's baseball, no question about it. There is not any doubt about the fact that that could happen. But I, I, I think you have to be optimistic and say. You know, on paper, which is all we can go by on February twenty seventh, this team looks damn good. This is this is a really good roster, and sure, we know what's going to happen in October. The Phillies or or the Dodgers are going to be in the way, but right now, I don't know why we wouldn't think that the the Braves can hand stand up to those two teams. They can't score eight runs in four games. That ain't going to win you squat, and that's what happened last October. If you if you score in four games, whether it's in April, May, June, July, August, September, or October, eight runs in four games, you're not going to win but one of them, and you're going to probably be lucky if you're doing that. That's what happened in the playoffs last year. So, 
you know, we got to have a little bit of luck for this team too in in October. But for the next six months, as they start, or seven months as they start the regular season, thirty days from now, they're in good shape. Four seven eight six four six ESPN. We're going to take a break. We got one on hold. We got three lines open. We'd love to talk to you. We'll take a break and be back with more sports talk on this Tuesday here in the state of Georgia. Right after this. Five twenty-four is the time. We appreciate you being with us. Call on Twitter. People can call us homers if they want to. I'm loving the preseason love fest. I know they'll still lose a bunch of games, but there's good reason to hope that this Braves team does something really amazing. I yeah, I mean, I I just I, I'm not going to apologize for being optimistic about this team. I, I think there's total 100 percent reason to. Um, it, it's, it's not like, and look again, I'll repeat for the millionth times March or February 27th, not even March yet, February 27th. I get it. It's early, but knock on wood, nothing's happened yet with that we know of as far as injuries are concerned. Stuff can happen. Lord knows that we've seen it over the years. It, it, it can happen, but I, I, I think they're in pretty good shape right now. Back to the phones, Gary in Brunswick. Hello. Good afternoon, Bill. Yes, sir. How are you? Good. How are you? I got a question about Ian Anderson. What's the status on? I haven't heard a word. Haven't heard anything. Um, Is he throwing yet? Rehabbing, or is he just? Yeah, he's rehabbing, and he is. um, You know, his surgery was in April, so his his year anniversary is not until sometime in April. So he's. He's going to be mid-year. He he could be, if all goes well, perfect scenario, best-case scenario, Gary. Ian Anderson could be a a player that could contribute in August or September. At what level, to what role, who knows, but he could be that type of late-season ad that uh, you know maybe they wouldn't have to go make a trade for if they thought he was pitching well. And you know what? That kid was hurt at the end, and and – we we've seen him be good, so I, I don't I don't think we should count him out. We just can't count him in for now, if that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, I, I mean the, the kids. I mean, he pitched well in the playoffs that first year, and then yeah. I think something was going on that next year. Something was going on with his arm then. I think, and uh, yes. he just he just what the same kid. I mean, his control was his way off. But I mean, I like the kid. I, you know, I think he's got the good stuff, and I hope he gets back and makes a makes a contribution. But I was thinking more like the bullpen probably. It's going to be hard to crack that rotation coming out of Tommy John surgery, maybe in a year or two. Yeah, but um, yeah. I just like Yeah, I, I, I agree. Him. I mean, look, he he had uh, – I'm bringing up his numbers now. 2021, the year of the World Series, you know, he had a 3.58 ERA in 24 games. He, then in 2022, an ERA of five. And I'm with you. I don't think he was the same pitcher in 2022 as he was in 2021. But if he's healthy now and that arm's fresh and, and you know, then you don't know. But I think he's still, you know, I think he's throwing. Um, I can't remember what they said to what extent, not off the mound or anything. But, I mean, he's at his normal 11th month situation. And, you know, he'll get to 12 months here soon. And then probably 13 months start to ramp it up a little bit more and get to that, that level where hopefully by the All-Star break we're, seeing him go out to a team and who knows? I mean, but you know, again, 
to have those options that you have to have to get through a six-month season, even if it's to give somebody a rest, Ian Anderson's not a bad one to have if he's healthy, is he? Heck no. Can you imagine, just like about a year ago, when we were going into the season, and we had a couple of pitchers go down, and we're scratching our heads, what are we going to do? And now you look a year later, and you got a full plate of just pick one that could come in and, and, and fill a role immediately and not have any questions. You know what they got. You know what they're going to do. And uh, that's, I mean, I'll tell you, man, the Braves are in a great situation for the next five, six, seven years. If, if everybody stays healthy, that's the, that's the, and we know somebody's going to go down at some point, always does. Um, but, I mean, our Braves are set up for a few years to, to make a run at this thing every year, I think. And, but, I, I'm, and I'm, I agree. I'm, like I'm excited. Well, and I, I agree, Gary, and I'll tell you, that's why, though, I, can, I would continue to draft pitchers. If you have something happen, Let's just say one of the players has something happen where his injury, an injury happens and he's not the same or it kills his career or just some catastrophic with one of your spots. If you stockpile pitching, you can always go get something. Always. You know, people always need pitching. Braves can just keep on drafting it right, right now because they don't have to draft. They don't have to draft a first baseman and think, oh, well, we need a first baseman in 2027. Let's draft one this year so in three years he'll be ready. No, we got we got one signed up for this team for six years. So th- take a picture, you know, and, and I, you know, they're making some real positive moves on the international circuit. Um, I, I know a, a guy sent me a, a notice on, you know, they just signed one of the, if not the top international prospect to shortstop this year. They, I, Somebody sent me something the other day, not like there's anything going on illegal in Major League Baseball, that the Braves have already signed an agreement or reached an agreement, I should say, wink, wink, with a kid who's 13 years old and is going to be the best prospect in 2027. So, you know, they, they, they're just – Alex Anthopoulos had a great head start because of what John Coppola gave him and what Alex inherited. He'll tell you that. But he is – followed this blueprint to a perfection, even losing two vital members of a World Series team that were very popular. Now, Gary, I could pivot right now and start talking about why I think it's important to re-sign Max Freed, but still, if something happens where he doesn't, it's not like we're going to go be a second division team all of a sudden. Yeah. Well, I'm hoping Max, you know, you know he's going to want a lot of money. He's a top-tier He's a top tier pitcher. He's going to want what he wants and it is what they will they give it to him? I don't know. I mean, they haven't in the past, and you know that's it's one of those things where you know somebody's going to scoop them up. Yankees, Dodgers, they got the money to buy just about everybody. So, but the good thing I like wow. about it, what I like about what they've done, we are not in debt in a hole. You look at the Dodgers payroll. Just just look at their payroll. I mean, it's absolutely insane. You know yeah. what they've done, and 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 it's and it's in, in my opinion, it's ruining the game, but. I mean, as a player, I'm like, man, I'm going to get all I can get. I mean, I can understand both sides of it, but, man, I mean, some of the contracts of these guys is absolutely insane. I want to talk about the Falcons one thing. I want to talk and say about what I think they should do in the draft. I think they should stay at eight and get a good defensive end. We need a pass rusher. We've got to have a pass rusher. We can have a quarterback all day, and that's one thing about Atlanta. We don't – we haven't had a good pass rusher in, what, since John Abraham? I mean, we it's been a while. Oh yeah, I think we'll get a good young defensive end that can get up the field and wreak havoc. Um, I think we'll help, and, and you know, and that's one thing about Atlanta secondary. While they've always 
have problems. They, 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 you can't cover these receivers for three or four seconds down the field. And when you don't have somebody back there making the quarterback move and get out of the pocket and putting a little pressure on them, those guys are sitting ducks. Is, Dall- is Dallas Turner that type of player? Uh, I don't know. And that, that's the other thing. You know, and that's that's why I don't want to want to go get a quarterback. I don't think there's a top tier quarterback that's going to make it. There's not a CJ Stroud in this in this draft, in my opinion. You don't think don't even Daniels is? Somebody, you don't think Jamar Jay Daniels is? I I think he's going to start. I think he's. I, I, my worry with him is he's too small or too tiny. He's going to get hurt. He's six three. Well, he's he's he, he, he's NFL's a little different. <laughs> I mean, well, he's, he's about the same guy. size as Matt Ryan, though. Yeah, true that. Very true that. But I, I don't know. I just don't think there's a. I don't think there's a quarterback that's going to come in here in the first year and make a difference. Let's go get go get a a, a serviceable quarterback for the next couple of years, and uh, I think next year's draft maybe a little better better with quarterbacks. We'll see how the year goes next year. But I think maybe a little deeper. But I mean, I was reading a thing on Derek on, on uh, the, the May kid today, and they said he can't hit the side of a barn. <clears throat> um, he's yeah, scary. I've- but that's the I've, Falcons. That's the crap the Falcons will do. They go get him, and he couldn't throw it in the freaking ocean. So I, I've yeah. seen stuff that he is accurate, and I've seen stuff he's not. So I don't know. I mean, yeah. you know, this is the silly season, so we're going to hear all kind of bull crap, Gary, to because that's just the way it is. But I'm I'm serious. I've 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 seen reports about Drake May that'll make you want him tomorrow, and stuff that'll make you stay away. But I, you know, but Jay Daniels. Look, Jane Daniels, we gotta we gotta kill this narrative that's out there. I'm not blaming you because we've had other callers say it that Jane Daniels is small. Jane Daniels six four, pushing six five. He listed here on this website here at two ten. Now Matt Ryan on this same thing was listed at six four two twenty. Matt Ryan would have to have a stack of bricks in his shoes to be two hundred and twenty pounds. There ain't no way that boy's ever reached two twenty. So I mean I think Jane's about the same same size as Matt Ryan. Yeah, but do you want to you want to you want to give up draft? We need draft picks. We don't need to give up two or three draft. But look, we're already losing one to Calvary. I think Jacksonville is who doing us on this contract with Calvary. Really, they're going to wait till the draft is over, and then they're going to go resign him and get you know. And then we're you know and we're going to get no a first round pick instead of a second round pick or whatever. So Jacksonville no games. They're going to keep him, and yeah. we got screwed on that deal. So we don't need to give up any more draft picks. We need draft picks, and we don't need to go give up an eighth pick to go give up two first-round draft picks or a first and second next year. You know, we're not going to build this thing in in one year. It's going to take two or three years of draft to do this, and we're going to need a lot of draft picks. I just don't want to give up a lot of draft picks to go get a quarterback that may or may not make it. Well, and I understand, and I'm not necessarily disagreeing with you on that, because and, and Gary, I've said I'm 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 apologetic, repeatedly apologetic because I am indifferent over all these options because I don't know which is the best choice. I don't. Do I have reservations about the quarterbacks like you do? Yes, I do. I don't want Caleb Williams. I'm I I like I said I've heard those different things on Drake May. I do like Jaden Daniels. I don't know if he's worth moving up from eight to three. I don't want to give 36-year-old Kirk Cousins $40 million. Um, I don't know about giving up a second-round pick for, for Justin Fields. I mean, I, I, I can talk myself in or out of all of these options. That's the thing. I'm going to have to hope that whenever they do, I'm going to like enough to where I can talk myself into it, even if I'm indifferent about what they actually do. 
because there's not a slam dunk for me. There's not a, you know, like a couple years ago. Oh God, Trevor Lawrence, give up, you know, the 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 city license to Flowery Branch, give up Arthur Blank's yacht, give up anything they want to get. There's nobody like that here, you know. And so I I. I I apologize to you and everybody else for for not having a take on the exact answer of what this quarterback thing could do, which makes it interesting, I guess, to me in that, you know, there's multiple options and they've got to try to make the best decision. And are there things that, because I'm with you, I don't know if it's worth giving up. I mean, I read the other day about you're going to give up a first, they get the number eight pick, a fourth rounder this year and the first and second next year to move up to three. Man, you better be you better be convinced a hundred percent that whoever you're moving up for is the stud you got to get. Because if you don't have drafts draft picks next year in the first and second round, and you suck again, you're screwed. Yes, you are. I, I don't be honest with you. I don't think they know what to do yet until the combine. Until they yeah, they don't put their eyes on people. I don't think they have a clue yet what they're going to do. But I mean, I wouldn't be. I wouldn't. It would hurt my feelings. I'm defensive end. Or, or, or something to get some kind of pass rush. Our defense is pretty good. I mean, we're good, but we need a couple pieces. O line, I think, is great. I mean, I don't think we need anything on the O line. Um, running back, we're set. Um, but quarterback and DN, but, you know, it's kind of a coin flip. You know, and, yeah. and I think it's going to come down to who's there on the board. I mean, I really it do. Might. I think that's what's going to make the decision. So, it might. It might. Gary, thank you. Th- thank you very much. We appreciate it. I think part, you know, while I was saying what I was saying, I was thinking. I think part of me almost hopes the perfect scenario for the Falcons would be, and and I know some of you are going to cringe when I say this, so prepare yourself. Perhaps the best scenario could be if J.J. McCarthy blows them away in the combine and in his interview, and they come out of this process thinking that J.J. McCarthy would be a good pick at number eight. I mean, Gary just said right there, he doesn't know if Dallas Turner is the one that he would want at number eight, but he thinks we need a pass rusher. Is there another pass rusher besides Dallas Turner at number eight? I don't know. But if J.J. McCarthy, even if they sign a quarterback, even if they traded for Justin Fields, and what if J.J. McCarthy blows them away and they're sitting there at eight and they have J.J. McCarthy available to them? That's the perfect scenario, isn't it? Now, again, I'm not saying J.J. McCarthy is the perfect answer. I'm just saying the perfect scenario for them would probably be if he did that for them and they looked at him as that type of quarterback. And a, a lot of people are going to think that. You know, it's just not – they're going to think, oh, I don't know about, and I don't know about J.J. McCarthy. I'm going to watch him on Saturday in the combine. I want to watch J.J. McCarthy very closely because I don't – I'm not convinced. You know, I, I like the fact that Jim Harbaugh is – of course, as he's touting one of his players, but I don't think Jim Harbaugh would blow smoke about one of his players either. I think Jim Harbaugh to say, I think he ought to be the top player in the draft may be an exaggeration, but it still says a lot about what Harbaugh, who I think knows his offense better than about anyone, is is optimistic about his potential moving forward. Um, So that might be a perfect thing for them. Okay, we're going to do something in March with the quarterback. We're going to sign one, trade for fields, one of those two things, and then we'll still be able to not have to trade up for a quarterback in the draft and wait at eight, and here comes J.J. McCarthy, and we fell in love with him anyway. Perfect. Here we go. Now, can J.J. do that? I don't know. 
478-646-ESPN. Back with more right after this. 44. Do not forget, I'm going to be in Savannah tomorrow at Coach's Corner. Can't wait. Always a fun time at Coach's Corner. And going to get some good chicken fingers and maybe a good salad. They got great food there. It's a great place right there on Victory. And we hope you'll come by and see us. Say hello. Get some dinner. Get some lunch. Whatever you want. We'll be there and look forward to having the show from Savannah as always. Back to the phones. Ken and Macon. Killer. How you doing? Uh, well, I want to I want to kind of talk about the Atlanta Braves. Okay. Uh, why are the Braves keep on messing with uh, Suna? I don't understand that. I understand some people might think. I I just thought that that time ran out and they get somebody else besides that to be a lot better than what he is. Killer. Killer. What? Killer. He had 40 home runs and drove in 100 runs last year. What are you talking about? Well, I mean, it's just way way I see see the Braves and the way the Dodgers are doing. I mean, they get more and more, and the Braves just seem like they might you, get a you do, do you not want someone in your lineup that hit 40 home runs and drove in 100 runs last year? Why would you not want him in the lineup? I mean, I don't know. I mean, a lot of times the Braves act like they, they want to do that, and then, then he comes up and gets in trouble and everything. Well, it, uh, he ain't got in trouble in a couple of years. He got in trouble, and, and he bounced back last year and quieted his critics and hit 40 homers and drove in 100 runs. You can't you can't want someone like that out of your lineup. I mean, they had, four, they had three players with 40 or more home runs. They had another <laughs> – Guy, they had four players with 37 or more home runs. But Azuna had 40 bombs and 100 runs batted in. I don't want him going anywhere. But I'm just saying, how are they going to compete with the likes of the Dodgers? Well, tell me how the Dodgers are better. Tell me how the Dodgers are better. I'm, I'm, I'll hang up and listen. I mean, tell how are the Dodgers better than the Braves? They got that picture. I can't think of his name. Otani, the they got Ot- him. Otani's not Otani's not pitching this year. They got the other pitcher that's the Japanese. It's awesome. And they yeah, got- he's he's awesome. Yomamoto, there's no question. They got Tyler Glass now, but Tyler Glass now can't stay healthy. I mean, they they've got more questions on their roster than we ever could dream about the Braves having on the the Braves bullpen is better. The Braves rotation is better. I think the Braves lineup one through nine is better. I mean, I'm not very objective, but I mean, I, I don't see the Dodgers having. They may you may say, well, Freddie's better than Matt, but Matt Olson led the big leagues in homers and RBIs last year. So why do I care about whether Freddie's better than he is? I don't think the Dodgers have any advantage over the Atlanta Braves. I mean, okay, Otani's better than Azuna. But fine, but it was Azuna had forty home runs and a hundred runs batted in last year. So it's not like we're going from, you know, uh, from from Otani to you know, Caldwell Washington being our DH. We got a good team. This is a great team. Great, you know. Do we need to see the new left fielder? Yes. Do we need to see if Orlando Arcia can do what he did last year? Yes. Do we think even if Arcia doesn't do well offensively as he did last year, but he can still play defense? Yes. 
Is this lineup, even if it's 85% as good as it was last year, still the best in baseball? Yes. I'm not saying they're perfect, but I'm saying on paper, which is what we have to go on on February 27th, there, there's, there's, I'm not afraid of the damn Dodgers. Screw them. I'm not. I, and I'm not saying they they won't beat the Braves. Maybe they will. Maybe they'll beat the Braves in all six games this year and beat them in October. I'm just saying there's nothing that makes me think if we get – how many times have I said it? Get the Jimmy the Greek board out, and and who's got the advantage? Now, like I said, okay, Mookie bets over Ozzy. All right, that's fine. Say that Mookie bets is better. Ozzy Albies had 33 home runs and 109 RBI. It's not like we're talking about – you know, Paul Rungi. Not we're not like we're talking about Damaso Garcia. We're talking about someone who is five foot seven and who hit thirty three home runs and drove in one hundred nine runs. You know, again, whatever edge, whatever edges the Dodgers might have, it's not like the Braves' option is awful. Okay, sure, Otani's better than Azuna. I know that. I'm not going to say he's not. But Azuna had 40 homers and 100 runs batted in last year. He had a great season. Stuff's behind him. After May 1st of last year, he turned it on, and he had an unbelievable season. Unbelievable season. You remember he had a great spring training last year, and everybody was like, wow, that's he's coming back. He looks pretty good. Then he came out and wet the bed in April. And then after May 2nd, or I believe it was hit that. What was it? A grand slam in Miami. Hell, he was a whole nother player. So what am I worried about for the Atlanta Braves? Nothing. I'm worried about stuff hitting the fan. I'm worried about things that you can't predict on February 27th happening that we can't predict. Injuries. Well, sure. But who doesn't have that worry? Everybody worried about injuries. Timeliness of the injuries. Get them early. Don't have them late. The only thing I could say, okay, I'm worried about. I can't worry about something that is not an absolute. It's not an absolute just because it's happened two years in a row that the Braves are going to have injuries to their rotation in September once again. And if that happens for a third year in a row, we're just in bad luck. You know, and even though the Braves only scored eight runs in four games against the Phillies, the bottom line was the pitching hadn't been very much productive too in the last two seasons in October. So they need a little bit of luck. They don't need to go into a tailspin in October. They don't need to score only eight runs. Who the hell are they going to beat in four games that they're only scoring eight runs? They could have played the Oakland A's in that first round series last year, instead of Philadelphia, if they had only scored eight runs, they weren't going to beat Oakland in four games. Are you kidding? So how much of a fluke was that? Well, it was pretty good fluke when you're averaging 5.7 runs per game, the regular season, you turn around, you only score a two per game and give Phillies credit. Hey, I'm right here. First in line, give them credit. But that was kind of a fluky thing that happened. So right now, February 27th, Chris Sale just pitched well today for two innings. I think we'll see A.J. Smith-Shaw for tomorrow. Uh, everybody seems healthy so far coming back. You know, Enoa coming back from surgery. Dylan Lee coming back from surgery. Uh, Tyler Matzik coming back from surgery. 
The positives outweigh the negatives like 100 to 1. And the only negative is the worry about getting hurt at the wrong time. But other than that, this team is having a great camp so far. Looks really good. All we can go by is what's on paper. But now we're starting to see some results. Now we're seeing Chris Sale go out there and pitch two innings and throw nine. Go to my Twitter account. If you follow me on Twitter, go to Twitter, at Bill Shanks, and see the video I reposted, retweeted, re-whatever, and see the video of Mr. Sale and his little 96-mile-an-hour fastball with an 18-inch run. And if you're a Braves fan and your left leg don't go up uncontrollably after you see that, you ain't a Braves fan because that's pretty daggum impressive. So, no, we, we can sit here and talk about best worst-case scenarios and best-case scenarios. I get it. Stuff's going to happen. Daggum Max Fried in the first game of the season last year strained his hamstring. First game of the season. What was it, sixth inning? And you you got to be kidding me. You, you lost Max Fried in the first game of the season in Washington to a strained hamstring? That's just bad luck. So stuff happens in baseball. I get it. But, man, I'm going to tell you, I'm happy as hell about this team. I can't wait for the season to start. We're 30 days away, and I hate to go quick in my life because I'm getting older, but, damn, I can't wait for opening day. And I love listening to every game they've got right now, and I can't wait to see more of it. So I, you're going to have to you're going to have to have evidence to talk me down off of that house on a hill up there because I, I feel very good about this team right now, and I think there's every reason to do so. And I look, I don't give a damn about the Dodgers. I mean, okay, they can pay for every, and they're going to be really good. We we may be talking about a 110-win team and a 108-win team. These two teams are going to be unbelievably good. When they play those six games, it's going to be like the World Series, and that's going to be a lot of fun. But I, I'm not intimidated by them because I think 1 through 26, the Braves are better. I really do. And am I objective? Well, maybe not. But I think I could look at this roster and say there's talent and they look really good so far. So... I'm going to be optimistic for a while. You're going to have to talk me down and have a lot of good evidence to talk me off that cliff because I think we're in really good shape with this baseball team. You're listening to Bill Shanks' show.